0: heart I can remember growing up and and wanting you know sitting in church and and if you have a chance if you haven't done it already uh, Henry Louis Gates does a great uh, I think it's a four-hour documentary on the black church it really woke me up again and re-emphasize the importance of the black church. And I think church in general, uh, that foundation and why uh, we need the black church. It talked about the history of the black church, the good and the bad. And uh, what a great uh, documentary it was, uh, a great history lesson. And if you have not had a chance to look at that, please take the time, because you and I know that church of yesterday, uh, before the pandemic, would be a lot different, I believe, for church for the day after the pandemic. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with social media, uh, because a lot of folk had to learn how to deliver the word in different ways besides being at the pulpit and I believe that ultimately it was a good thing you know uh, I still believe that the God that we serve uh, works in mysterious ways and as he allowed certain things to happen in this universe it also allowed us to look at our relationship in a different way Most of us are used to spending our time in four walls. Uh, Now you had an opportunity to spend it right at home, maybe to share it with others who never would step foot in church or would always make excuses why not to go. And so here was an opportunity to really see things differently and see things from a different perspective. It kind of balked to me because I'm one of those kids who grew up or always uh, saw the preacher as this figure of leadership, and I still do, and I can remember when I was young, uh, his name was Reverend Silas Mims, and uh, I could just sit there and be captivated by his preaching. It was something about being young and, and listening to the preacher preach and listening to the preacher hoop and listening to the preacher get excited about the Word of God and watch the church, the body of believers, get excited about the preacher and the Word of God. Uh, I grew up where my grandmother would make sure that on Sundays we were in church. There were no ifs, ands, or buts. Even if my mama... Didn't go to church. My grandfather would come and pick us up when we were still living in Clemson, South Carolina. They would come pick us up and make sure that we were at Poplar Spring Baptist Church in Central every Sunday. And I was, you know, just in this awe of Reverend Mims. And I can remember we would go home, and I had, of course, two other brothers and, and, two, and two sisters, and and we would play church, and, and I would be the person with the magazine, no Bible, but a magazine imitating uh, Reverend Mims as I would deliver the word, <clears throat> at least as much of it as I could remember, and I can remember on one occasion he told me that God has called you to preach. And, you know, I could kind of see how my world was changing as I got older. Uh, I was not as spiritual as maybe I should have been going through high school and then college and then life. You know, uh, I think it was really in the in, in 1997 when my twin brother died that I really started to look at God and my relationship with Jesus very, very seriously. You know, when my twin brother died, I looked at that as a situation where it could have been me. And it really had an effect on me spiritually that if I didn't do anything at all with my life, I had to have a closer relationship with Christ. And as I always felt like I was dealing with this calling that God had called me to preach, uh, I felt like it was time for me to really dig deeper into that to make sure it just wasn't me, but it was actually the Lord saying, I, this is something that I need you to do. I, I remember the process of of getting out there and, and talking to people. Uh, I remember giving a testimony at one church, and, and then things changed, and I ended up being at another church and started as Uh, youth director and then accepted my call and did my initial sermon, became the youth minister, uh, then moved on and went to another church and became the youth minister and then got ordained and became the youth pastor. And what a glorious experience. And throughout that process, uh, going to programs and, and having opportunities to preach and Having opportunities to be in front of the congregation and delivering the word, and feeling that same excitement that I felt uh, back when I was young and and back when I was listening to Reverend Mims, I felt that same excitement uh, when I would have an opportunity to go and listen to others preach, other pastors who were preaching and teaching the word of God. I, I remember a very, a very, very, very real conversation I had with someone in the early part of 2000, maybe 2004 or five. And I was telling him that I felt like uh, the Lord was calling me to pastor. And he said something to me that I wasn't expecting. I guess I was expecting some encouragement. But he said, you know, God has not called all of us to pastor. For some of us, he's called us to help the church in other ways, you know, and maybe not all as pastors. I, I took the offensive on that because I felt like, how could you know my calling? How could you know what the Lord had put on my spirit? And I somewhat ignored that and and kept moving. Uh, I remember getting on the journey not too long ago and started putting together a resume, becoming a candidate at different churches Uh, in the hopes that I would have the opportunity to pastor. And I can remember even today, uh, I would always hear it was close, but uh, you didn't win. We thank you for your time. We thank you for coming and participating. But the church chose someone else the first few times that it happened to me and i think i i think it happened to me a total of if i'm not mistaken five times uh, i might have to go back and count it might be six but i'm thinking it's five times and the last time even being here recently uh each time it it hurt it always hurts And then you have to take this attitude of if it was meant to be, then the Lord would have put that on the people's spirit and that's where you would end up. And I like to think that this last time, the one thing that I've tried to learn or the one thing that I've tried to now put in perspective is that what that pastor said some years ago that some of our callings are not to be in those four walls. Now, you heard me just a minute ago talk about Henry Louis Gates and talk about the importance, the importance of the black church. I will always support the black church. But now I have to support it from a perspective of how I can help than me wanting to pastor the church. See, when I go back To when Reverend Silas Mim said to me that God has called you to preach, he did not say that God had called you to pastor. Now, does that mean it will never happen? I don't know. That's not up to me. That's up to God. I I used to believe that age had something to do with it. I'm, I'm 58 years old and I noticed that people are hiring younger pastors because they want those folk to stay. And I understand that. I actually agree with that. But I'm beginning to understand more. I used to be in the group of people that would say, hey, churches are not the only place that someone need to hear the word of God. There are nursing homes. There are facilities out here that exist. There are prisons. There are all types of areas and locations that people need to hear the word. It just don't have to be at the church and for one who has always had the desire to pastor that's a real in the church that becomes a real reality check and I guess the question I had to ask myself was today was okay Ron what are you gonna do about it and what I'm gonna do about it is I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure that the black church keep going to be able to assist churches in putting programs together or programs that are vital for young people or programs that are vital for all churches there is a role for all of us to play this is another area for us to get involved another area for us to make a difference Even if you don't attend the church, you can still support the church. The church is a part of us. It's a part of our history. And we have to make sure that the church continues to strive and the church continues to survive. I thank God for all my opportunities that I had and have. And will continue to have being connected to the black church. If I don't ever pastor a church, that's okay. I will still continue to do what I can to make a difference. To make the church better. And to help pastors who want to listen or want to, in any way, be able to humble themselves and say, I need some help. And you help me. We all have a lot that we can do. So don't ever get down when you feel like something is for you. And the key thing is. For you. It may not be for you. But it may be for you to help develop it. For someone else. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you look back in history and look back in time and if we're honest with ourselves, you know, we've had all type of leaders that have came through and played their part. All the way back from Carter G. Woodson, Paul Robeson, Harriet Tugman, Rosa Parks, Dr. King, it goes on and on And on. And then someone else had a role to play. So we all have a part to play. We all have work to do. I'm not upset. I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm more understanding than I ever have been in my life. That I can still make an impact. And if the call comes. Down the road. And the Lord has gives me the ability to do it, even if it's temporary, and he wants me to do it, I'll be obedient to his call. But if not, I know he's got other things that he wants me to do, and I'm excited about the, the next phase of this spiritual journey. There is so much that we need to do. So let's get busy. I'll use Nike's uh, famous ad. Just do it. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. In Jesus' name, oh yeah. Peace.